church. I pray you be with the service. Lord, the, like I said before, the people who need to be here for this service are here. And the most important people that I could preach to are here. And I ask, Father, that you just help us as we do that. In your precious holy name I pray. Amen. Are you there in Genesis chapter number 2? Look at verse number 1 again. We read the whole chapter and we'll be preaching through the whole chapter uh, eventually. But I, I just want to... The, ser- the sermon tonight is very short. It's on one subject. It really doesn't have to take that long. I told my wife we'd probably be done very, very soon tonight because it doesn't take that long to really teach this, but I want to teach it. Look at verse number 1. The Bible says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended His work which He had made and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it He had rested from all His work which God created and made. The title of the sermon tonight is this, The Seventh Day. I I just want to teach real quick and and preach on the subject of the seventh day. We see there um, that God established the the seventh day as the day of rest. Did you read that? Did you see it where it said, And the seventh day God ended His work which He had made. If you remember last week, we did a study in Genesis chapter number 1, and we looked at all the different days. Day number 1, day number 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and we looked at those six days of creation that were in Genesis chapter number 1. But in Genesis chapter number 2, God said that on the seventh day He rested. It says in verse 2, The seventh day God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made, and He blessed the seventh day. Now, take your Bibles and go with me to Exodus chapter number 20. You're in Genesis chapter number 1. Go to, go to Exodus chapter number 20 where we find the Ten Commandments. And look at commandment number 4 in verse number 8. The fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments in verse number 8, Exodus chapter number 20. And look at verse number 8. We always want to use the Bible to find out what things are or to define itself if at all possible. Now sometimes a word only appears once in the Bible so we can't really cross-reference it. But if we can cross-reference it then you want to do that to learn the Bible. So Exodus chapter number 20 look at verse number 8 we find there the fourth commandment. The Bible says remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse 9 says six days shall thou labor and do all thy work but the seventh day I want you to look at verse 10. Especially, especially the, the, the kids. I want you to learn this, okay? Look at verse 10. It says, But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Do you see how the Bible always is its own dictionary? The Bible will define itself if you let it. This, the preachers of today are going to try to teach you that you need all these books and you need all this education and you need to get this book and that book and it's going to explain to you. But let me tell you something. If you just get in the Bible and you learn the Bible and you study the Bible and God will explain to you what these words are. Because that word Sabbath, that's a hard word, right? You know, we, and we don't really understand what that word means, but you go to Exodus chapter number 20 and verse 10 and God explains it as, But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy sons nor thy daughters, nor uh, thy manservants, nor thy maidservants, nor thy cattle, nor thy strangers that is within thy gates. And look at verse 11. Sounds a lot like Genesis chapter number 2. He says, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So, God, and we see here a principle, that there is a Sabbath day 
which is the fourth commandment, and God tells the children of Israel, and God tells us in the Bible here, that on the Sabbath day, the seventh day, that the people were not supposed to work, and they were supposed to remember the Sabbath day, and they were supposed to keep it holy. Now that Sabbath day is the seventh day, according to the Bible. Now if you, if you know, who knows which is the first day of the week? Who knows who's the first, first day of the week? You. What's the first day of the week? Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week. That's absolutely right. A lot of people think Monday is the first day of the week. But Sunday is the first day of the week. So what is the seventh day of the week? What's the seventh day of the week? Saturday. So our modern day for Sabbath, the seventh day is what? Saturday. So God said, on the Sabbath day, man should not work. God commanded that there should be no work. Now you're in Exodus chapter number 20. Now look at Exodus chapter number 31. Go to Exodus chapter number 31. This is a Bible study tonight, so we want to learn the Bible. We're, we're learning this subject about the Sabbath day. What does the Sabbath day mean? Because God commanded that there should be no work done on the Sabbath day. Look at Exodus chapter number 31. And look at verse 13. You were in Exodus 20, so just go to Exodus chapter number 31 and look at verse 13. The Bible says, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily, my Sabbath ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. Now we're going to go back, we're eventually going to talk about that, so I want you to remember that. Exodus 31, 13, God said that the Sabbath is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. That ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Ye shall keep the Sabbath therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. Do you see that? God said, anyone who defiles the Sabbath day shall surely be put to death. That's called the death penalty. God put the death penalty on anyone who defiles the Sabbath day. It says, for whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. And look at verse 15. Sounds a lot like Exodus chapter 20. Sounds a lot like Genesis chapter 2. He says, six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. Remember that. It says a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, and on the seventh day He rested and was refreshed. Now, God is serious about the Sabbath day. Do you see there how it said that He put a death penalty on anyone who breaks the Sabbath. Now, go to, you're in Exodus, go to Numbers. So we were in Genesis, we went to Exodus. The next book is Leviticus, and then Numbers. Go to Numbers chapter number 15. And I just want to show you how serious God is about this thing about the Sabbath thing. Numbers chapter 15. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Numbers chapter number 15, and look at verse 32. Numbers chapter number 15, and look at verse 32. Do you remember what we just saw? God said, anyone who defiles the Sabbath day shall be surely put to death. God put the death penalty on the Sabbath day. Now look at Numbers 15.32. It says, And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath day. So there was a man gathering sticks upon the Sabbath day. And they that found him gathering sticks brought him unto Moses and Aaron and unto all the congregation, and they put him in ward. Because it was not declared uh, what should be done to him. And the Lord said unto Moses, The man shall surely be put uh, shall be surely put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. And look at verse thirty six. 
and all the congregation brought him without the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died as the Lord commanded Moses. Now that's pretty, that's pretty serious, right? I mean, they were serious. And what was he doing? Picking up sticks on the Sabbath day. Is that a dumb reason to die? He was just picking up sticks. And obviously he wasn't just picking up sticks, he was doing some sort of a work. He was earning some sort of an income or doing something that was considered a work. And when they saw him do it on the Sabbath day, the Bible says they, they took stones and they stoned him and they killed him because he defiled the Sabbath day. And that's what God told him to do. So the Sabbath day is something very, very important to God. God doesn't mess around with the Sabbath day. Now, you're in numbers. I told you this, we're, all, we're already almost done. I just want to teach you something very simple tonight. You're in numbers, go to Colossians in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. So, somewhere towards the back. Colossians chapter number 2. Colossians chapter number 2. Our evening services are used more as a Bible study. So it's a time we can learn the Bible. Colossians chapter number 2. Look at verse 16. Colossians chapter number 2. Look at verse 16. The Bible says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days. So he says, Let no man therefore judge you in regards to the Sabbath day, and look at what it says in verse 17, Colossians chapter number 2, and look at verse 17, the Bible says, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. So the Bible says that the Sabbath days, that the new moons, that the holy days, that the meats and the drinks, all of these things, including the Sabbath day, are a shadow of things to come. Okay? So now we need to understand, what does the Sabbath day represent? Who's ever heard of a Seventh-day Adventists. Seventh-day Adventists. There's a religion. They call themselves Seventh-day Adventists. They believe that they still have to worship and they have to keep the Sabbath day and they have church on Saturdays and they, they keep the Sabbath day. So the Sabbath day, Saturday is their holy day. So on Saturday they go to church and they believe that they need to keep the Sabbath day in the, in the new, that the Old Testament talks about. And, and you got to ask this question. And I really want you guys to learn this, especially the, the kids. I, I really want you to, to grow knowing the Bible. Because one of these days you might be the pastor back here preaching. Or one of these days you might be the pastor's wife. And you need to understand why we do what we do as Baptists. And these people, they have church on Saturday. And you've you got to ask the question, why do we not have church on Saturday? Or why do we not keep the Sabbath day? Why do we not do uh, all these things that, that the Bible talks about on the Sabbath day, on the seventh day, which is Saturday, not Sunday? Well, go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. In the New Testament. You're in Colossians. There's First and Second Thessalonians. First and Second Timothy. Titus. Philemon. And then Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, chapter number 4. Look at Hebrews, chapter number 4. This is right here is the most important passage in the, in the, in the message. So if you're going to get something, get this. Hebrews chapter number 4, and look at verse 1. We're making one point tonight, that's it. I just want you to learn this. Hebrews chapter number 4, and look at verse 1. The Bible says, Let us therefore fear... Are you looking at it? Hebrews chapter number 4? Look at verse 1. Let us therefore fear, 
lest a promise being left us of entering into His rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. So he says, hey, you should have this fear that God gave us this promise that we were going to enter into His rest. Remember those words. Enter into His rest. And God says, there's a promise that we get to enter into His rest. And He said, and it, it seems like some of you are going to come short of it, referring to that promise, of entering into His rest. Look at verse 4. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So it said, the gospel was preached to us, the gospel was preached to them, but the gospel being preached to them had no profit to them, because they didn't mix that uh, gospel preaching with faith. Look at verse 3. For we which have believed, that, that word believe means faith. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said. As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Look at verse 4. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. So is that what we're talking about? That's what we've been talking about this whole time, right? Hebrews chapter number 4, look at verse 4. It says, For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day. That's what we've been talking about. What's so special about the seventh day? God blessed the seventh day. God set aside the seventh day. God rested on the seventh day. The Bible says that he worked six days, and on the seventh day he rested. And it says, On the seventh day, uh, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day, on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. You may have not understood that. You may have understood it. Uh, look at verse 7. The Bible says, Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying to, in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not to your heart. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he have not afterwards have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. The Bible says there remaineth a rest to the people of God. Look at verse 10. For he that entereth into his rest. Look at verse 10. You really need to see this. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. You say, what does all of this mean? Here's what it means. Here's, here's the point of the Sabbath day. Here's why God made such a big deal about the seventh day. Here's why God literally had people stoned to death because they defiled the seventh day. Here's the full point. Why are we not seventh-day Adventists? Here's why. The Bible says, God uses an example. He said, six days God worked. And let me tell you something. God works. I like that. The Bible says seven, six out of seven days, God was just working. He was getting up early and He was doing something with His life. And you guys need to learn that. You need to learn that God works and we should work and, and, and you should always be busy doing something. You know, I work here for the church and, uh, and I don't get paid from the church, but I, I work, you know, and I got things to do and I, and, I, and, and I like to see a God who works. But the Bible says that God worked six days and on the seventh day He rested. And then the Bible says that we... 
will enter into His rest. And the Bible says that when we enter into His rest, we cease from our works. The Sabbath day, the whole point of the seventh day is this, salvation. Today, in religion, every single person wants to work their way to heaven. Every single person says they need to, they say it's faith and works. They say it's faith, uh, believing in Jesus Christ and getting baptized. Believing in Jesus Christ and going to church. Believing in Jesus Christ and um, going to the confessional booth. Believing in Jesus Christ and being a church member. And every single person believes that they have to work. Even when they believe it's by faith, they say, well, it's by faith. But if I don't live a good life, if I don't continue in the works, then I'm not saved. And God says, salvation, when you enter into His rest, you cease from your works. He says, therefore, uh, He said uh, in verse 10, 4.10, Hebrews 4.10, For he that is entered into His rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from us. You say, why are we not Seventh-day Adventists this morning? Why don't we go to church on the Sabbath day? Here's why. It is blasphemous to go to church on the Sabbath day. It is blasphemous to keep the Sabbath day. Because my Sabbath day is Jesus Christ. When I entered into Jesus Christ, I rested and I ceased from my works. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when a seventh day Adventist comes to you and says, you're supposed, to go, you're supposed to keep the Sabbath. We're supposed to say, no, my Sabbath day is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, I entered into His rest. He worked on the cross and I entered into His rest. And when I entered into His rest, I ceased from my work. I stopped working. If you're going to learn one thing tonight, learn this. Salvation is not of works. Salvation is not of works. Go to Romans chapter number 4. You're in Hebrews. You want to go back towards the beginning of the New Testament. Go to Romans chapter number 4. Romans chapter number 4. And look at verse 1. Romans chapter number 4. And look at verse 1. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 4 and verse 1. What shall we say then? That Abraham our father as pertains to the flesh hath found... For if, now it says if, for if Abraham were justified by works, it says, if Abraham were justified by works, he hath were up to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it, referring to his belief, was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Now that's very important. Look at that verse 4. It says, To him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. The Bible says that if you want to try to work your way to heaven, then God says, okay, the reward, which is heaven, is not going to be given to you by grace. He said you're going to earn it through debt. And here's the thing. He says you'll always be in debt. You can't work off your sin. You're too much of a sinner. So God says you're always going to be in debt uh, to your sin. But look at verse 5. It says, But to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justified the ungodly. Look what it says. His faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also described it, the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. So don't let anybody tell you that salvation comes with works. Don't let any Baptist tell you that salvation uh, comes through works and you've got to do something. If they say, well, you've got to repent of your sins, that's works. If I have to repent of my sins, if I have to turn away from my sins to be saved, that is a work. And you know what I say to that person? I entered into rest. I cease from my works. I don't have to repent of my sins. I can sin all I want and still go to heaven. 
Because I have entered into the rest of Jesus Christ. Don't tell me I have to repent of my sins to be saved. Don't tell me I have to do anything to be saved. Except believe. Because Jesus Christ said, the Bible says, To him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. Don't let anybody, wherever you go out to these different churches, and you go to different conferences, you go to different wherever, and some pastor wants to get up and tell you, you got to repent of your sins, just stop listening. Somebody says this, repent of your sins, just stop listening to them. Because the Bible says, Jesus Christ said, and God took the time, in Genesis chapter number 2, the second uh, chapter in the Bible, God took the time to go ahead and teach us that salvation is not of works. Faith was counted for righteousness. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, you don't have to turn there, I'll just read it to you. The Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. That word grace means you get something. That word grace means you receive something. You know when you get something, you, what do you say? Somebody gives you something, what do you say? What are the, you kids, what do you think? Somebody gives you, what do you say, Rebecca? Thank you. You know what the Spanish word for thank you is? Gracias. You see how that word gracias and grace, they sound a lot alike, right? They come from the same root word. Because if someone gives you something, you say gracias. Or, or in English, you might say something like, you're so gracious. Because they gave you something. So God says, for by grace are you saved. God says, if I'm going to save you, it's going to be because I gave it to you. God says, for by grace are you saved. You're saved because I gave it to you. For by grace are you saved through faith. Through believing. It says, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. To continue to keep the Sabbath day today is blasphemous because Jesus Christ is our Sabbath. Jesus Christ is our rest. And that's why today I am not a Seventh-day Adventist. And if you learn anything tonight, learn this. Salvation is not of works. Salvation is not of works. It doesn't matter how big the church is. It doesn't matter how dynamic the preacher is. If he tries to tell you it's of works, he's lying. Anything you have to do is a work. It's belief. So then let me just answer this question real quick and we'll be done. Is Sunday the new Sabbath day? The answer is no. Sunday is not the new Sabbath day. You're in Romans chapter number 4, right? Look at verse number 14. Romans chapter number... I'm sorry. Look at chapter number 14. You're in Romans chapter number 4. Go 10 chapters over to Romans chapter number 14. And look at verse 5. Romans chapter number 4 and look at verse 5. The Bible says, Romans chapter number 4, 14. I keep saying 4. Romans chapter number 14 and verse 5. The Bible says, One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day, regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day, the, to the Lord doth he not regard it. You see that? So the Bible says in the New Testament, the New Testament believer gets a choice. If you want to take one day and set it aside for God, uh, it could be Sunday, or it could be Monday, or it could be Tuesday, or it could be Wednesday. God says, hey, you can do that. To the Lord. Or if you want to just regard no day as having anything special and just say it doesn't really matter, then the Bible says, to the Lord you regard it not. But he says, let every man be fully persuaded. That's why these Jehovah's Witnesses are going to try to tell you, you shouldn't be celebrating Christmas. You shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving. You shouldn't be celebrating your birthday. They're full of garbage because the Bible says in Romans 14, if you want to celebrate a day, regard it. If you don't want to regard it, then don't regard it. But they say, unto the Lord you do it. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. So in the New Testament, do we have to regard one day as a, as a certain special day? No. The answer is no. We do not regard the Sabbath day. And if you regard the Sabbath day, you're, you're, it's blasphemous. So why do we meet on Sundays? I'll just give you a few verses just so you understand it. Because you've got to understand why we do these things, okay? So you don't have to turn there if you don't want to, but I'll read them for you real quick. John chapter number 20. 
John chapter number 20 and verse 19, the Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. The Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week. So God says that the first day of the week, which is what? What's the first day of the week? Who said? Who told me? Rebecca, was it you who told me? What's the first day of the week? Sunday. So the Bible says, at evening being the first day of the week. That's why we have a Sunday evening service. That's why it's important to have a Sunday evening service. When we started this church, uh, a few pastors told me, don't have a Sunday evening service. And I said, I'm going to have a Sunday evening service. Because the Bible says, in the same day, at evening being the first day of the week. You said, what if nobody comes to Sunday evening service? We're still having this church. What if it's just you and your family? We're still having church. Because it's important to follow the Bible. And God says that they had a Sunday evening service. And we're going to have a first day of the week evening service. And that's what the Bible says. Acts chapter number 20 verse 7. The Bible says. Acts 27. The Bible says. And upon the first day of the week. When the disciples came together to break bread. Paul preached unto them. Ready to depart on the morrow. To continue his speech until midnight. The Bible says that on the first day of the week, the disciples came together to break bread. And that's what we did this morning when everybody was here this morning. We, took, we had some donuts and we grabbed some donuts and we broke bread and we ate those donuts. And we do that because Acts chapter number 20 verse 7. And 1 Corinthians 16 2 says, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him that there be no gathering when I come. So the first day of the week, is when they met for church. Sunday. And that's when we meet. But the Sabbath day is not our Sunday. Some, some people, some Baptists like to say, well, we, we don't keep the Sabbath day. The, the su- Sunday is our Sabbath day. That's not true. We do not keep the Sabbath day. Learn that. We do not keep the Sabbath day. And if you keep the Sabbath day, you're saying that Jesus Christ isn't enough. Because look, Jesus is my Sabbath day. I entered into His rest and I ceased from my work. I told you this was a simple sermon tonight. I just wanted you to learn that. We were there in Romans chapter number 2, and he talked about the seventh day, and I thought, man, we gotta, we got to teach that, the seventh day. And you know what we got to do now? you got to go find some seventh-day Adventists and go teach them that. And go tell them salvation isn't by works. Salvation is by grace. And go give them the gospel and go get them saved. And that's what we got to do this week, is go tell people that salvation is not by works, but of grace. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you, Lord, for your words. Thank you for allowing us to be able to get together and have church. And Lord, it's 